Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Got to start the show with some good music. Good morning, everybody. 716, 16 minutes after the hour. He's in the studio, Michael. Get everybody ready. Gene Valentino, good morning. Well, good morning, Gene. Good morning, Michael. Stand by microphone number one, camera one. <laughs> so, you know, a lot, not a lot to talk about, but there is an interesting story out there. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll talk about Ghislaine Maxwell first, and then maybe if we have time, we'll talk about, well, what the Democrats have to show for themselves uh, for the last year. But in any case, Ghislaine, and I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Uh, some people say Jelaine, Ghislaine, I'm not sure. But anyway, Maxwell, she was uh, Epstein's girlfriend. She was convicted yesterday of luring teenage girls to be sexually abused by the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. After six days, 39 hours, the jury found her guilty on five of six federal counts, including sex trafficking of a minor and transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. So there you have it. That's the synopsis of what happened. Now, you know, you and I talked last night briefly uh, on text, and I sort of have a theory that, you know, Gene, Maybe they just want to get this woman in jail for 65 years and get her out of sight and shut her up. And they hold all the evidence the government does. They hold all the In fact, one of the judges in this case, you know, didn't want anybody to know the names that were, you know, third party names that were on some of the files. They, they wouldn't allow them to talk about it in court. Just kind of odd that. You know, yeah, they made a big deal out of it. They put her in jail, and now she's going to be out of sight and out of mind. Well, you know, is this is this to protect some famous people? I mean, I'm just asking what you think. Well, thanks for having me on the first show before New Year's Eve, and uh, we've been we've been enjoying some great time together during the year, and uh, we've had days where the issues are very hot, and days that they're where we kick back and reminisce on some stuff. But this one issue that you bring up, Michael, is it's a it's a sucker punch, uh, and it's a big one to the Democratic Party and to the inside Democratic team. The feds came in, and they took the wind right out of the sails of, um, of the individual who was, it was Alexander Acosta, U.S. Attorney in the Southern District of Florida. He had 13 young women ready to testify. Everyone forgets that. But this was before the feds even got involved. They had they had um, uh, Epstein caught red-handed. 13 young women under, eight, under 16 years of age willing to testify uh, uh, and the federal government, the feds, pulled it away from uh, Acosta uh, and took the case on uh, nationally. That has good points to it. That has bad points to it. The impact of cr- of the criminal prosecution is much more severe at the federal level. The problem is they have a more broad-based um, approach, 
and capability to split things under the rug, depending on what side of the political fence you're on. And in this case, the democratic infrastructure, which Mr. Trump refers to as the swamp, is exactly what he was trying to dismantle to, to break up this uh, poisonous cancer that uh, uh, pervades all aspects of our government. And God willing, if he gets back into office, uh, uh, you know, he can get in there and do that. You bring a gun to a gunfight, not a feather. And that's what we need to get this kind of crap uh, gotten rid of. And I don't use that word lightly. What, crap? Uh, when you're screwing around <laughs> with 16-year-olds and minors, and you're a government official, it's, it's the most reprehensible, deplorable uh, a, a thing to even be talking about on the air. It is. It's uh, it's sick. But let me tell you something. These people live out here amongst us, and and you know I'm appreciative of anything that the government does to uh, to protect children because you know what what happens is is it affects their whole life. You know you get these children involved with these these sicko people, and their entire life is affected negatively. By the way, so we want to get yeah. these people off the streets if we can. But I heard my- very interesting uh, from Judge Jeanine Pirro. She was uh, mentioning it some time ago. Uh, it had to do with cathartic release. This is an example. The judge said it perfectly. For you to be able to get 13, 14 of these women together to testify in a court of law is a cathartic release. It's a purging of this emotional uh, trauma that these young girls have been put through um, and to do so before a jury that then finds them um, that, that it rep- that respects their opinion by finding the people who did this harm, uh, finding them guilty is the best cathartic release these young girls could ever have. Ultimately they got it when uh, Epstein died and, um, 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 Galene Maxwell, the S is silent. I think it's pronounced Galene Maxwell, uh, who ended up, um, ended up, uh, 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 taking the fall. It's retribution, but I don't think it's just, um, uh, one person. I think it could be a federal effort to get her to testify and to leak the books and the records of a lot of powerful, high-ranking Democrat officials. Let me, let that, me ask you um, this, though. You, you know, I, I, okay, so let's just assume that I agree with what you just said. Then who's got these books? The federal government, the FBI. Okay, they've got yeah. the books. So if yeah. they've got her in jail and they've got the evidence on the, you know, let's just be honest. I mean, we're talking about the royals. We're talking about former presidents. We're talking about you know, high-ranking people in our in our government and in our uh, business world, you know, are they oh, going on. to try, the are they going to do it? Yeah, oh, come on. They got the data on Hunter Biden's computer uh, and, and um, uh, Hillary's computer as well. Yeah, we got a lot to uncover. Well, there's your point. You made my point, actually, because Hunter Biden, we've heard nothing about. This guy is obviously, I mean, he deserves to be in jail. But uh, but they're doing nothing about it, and it makes people, you know, think that we have a two tier justice system in this country. 
You've got the Clintons of the world that can do what they want. They get nothing. They get no punishment whatsoever for what they do. And uh, the royals, the same way. And yet, if you or I did anything even remotely close to it, we would be, what the old guy said, under the jail. Exactly. Yeah, we we don't approve of it. We acknowledge it. It's a selective prosecution and sometimes a two-tiered justice system. It started to show evidence itself uh, back in the uh, Edgar Hoover days of the FBI, and now it's come through, come true on a, in a more pervasive way. It's not about Trump or Biden. It's about six to eight layers down underneath these leaders, the bureaucrats in our government that take these 20, 30, 40-year jobs, they need to be purged from the system because they've created their own cabal and they basically uh, giggle when these elected officials come and go. Um, But the real issue is what they're doing behind the scenes long after the uh, uh, official is elected and and then leaves office. We need to really get someone in there to purge some of these bureaucrats out that have been around 20, 30 years. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I bet nobody listening believes that'll ever happen because we have seen when you get a president that wants to try to do something about the swamp and these uh, these uh, bureaucrats that have been there, like you said, 30, 40 years, what do they do to him? And you see what happens. I would like to believe differently, Michael. I'd like to believe and hope that our democracy will will remedy this problem through its own system. There's been so many attempts to take it over, uh, but it uh, uh, and to disrupt it, but somehow it still stands. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. I actually do. I want you to be right, but it yeah. uh, you know it just doesn't appear that way to the regular folks out here, and it certainly doesn't happen very fast. We know that. Well, here right. here's a good example. Here's a good example of how it might happen fast. Congressman Dan Crenshaw uh, out of Texas, he's supporting Wesley Hunt on Apache pilot for a Congressional District Number 8. And then remember Morgan Luttrell, one of the Navy SEALs? Yes. He's running in con- Congressman in Congressional District 38, both in Texas, both Republicans, both conservatives. You talk about a kick-ass group of people. We, this next election is going to be a tsunami of uh, getting good elected people in there to to fix some of these uh uh these uh, well that that perfectly segues into what I wanted to talk about next and that is uh you know the democrats don't have much to show for themselves i mean uh, their greatest hits were what they tried to impeach trump they didn't they failed to convict uh they uh they made juneteenth a federal holiday they increased funding for capital security they raised our debt ceiling they uh, passed a, a, a infrastructure bill. Uh, I mean, they haven't been able to do anything with their big Social Security plans. Uh, that all blew up right before Christmas. They still hadn't passed their so-called voting rights legislation. They hadn't raised the minimum wage. Uh, negotiations on police reform or gun reform all failed. Uh, not to mention, they couldn't extend a nationwide eviction moratorium or cancel student debt and nothing on immigration reform. So I think, you know, where do they stand right now as far as the election is concerned? I think we already heard what you thought, but give me your secondary thoughts on that. 
Well, I, I think it's important if there's a takeaway this year, I would hope. If you said to me, Gene, what would be the one thing you would ask every American citizen to take uh, more seriously? And I would say that each American citizen take more seriously their investigation of the candidate running for office. Reach out, whether it's a local city councilman or state representative or congressman, make the effort to study their background. I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. Just study the background um, of that person. It's important we realize who we're voting for and not just go along because the team down the street seems to think this is the person to go for. No, you want to vote for a person that you can stand behind because you believe in their principles and their policies, their faith and their belief in life. And by the way, when that person gets elected and gets into office, he or she may not go uh, maybe doing things 100% of the time, 100% your way. I mean, how do you make 100% of the people happy 100% yeah, It's of the time? impossible. We know that. You know, but, but, but if you take the effort to try to research the person, you, you might walk. So, Michael, if you're my congressman, and I say to myself, why did Michael Pohl vote, vote that way on that last bill? Well, he must have had his reasons, because I trust him. He's an intelligent person. His heart's in the right spot. He must know something I you don't sound, know. You so sound I'm, like my mother. <laughs> well, well, that's a stretch. I mean, <laughs> no, intelligent, smart, handsome. You know, yep. I mean, that's my mom. <laughs> well, thank you. That, that I'll take. <laughs> but that's the point. I ask the citizens listening to make be more responsible about how we choose our elected officials. That's why we call it a, dem- a democracy. From the Greek word, root of the word is demos of the people. we They are working for us. We're not working for them. So it's essential that we make sure that the person we put in there understands our belief, our faith, our principles, um, and, and our objectives, our tasks that we expect them to address. And one of them, if I was running, would have been that 28th Amendment to establish rules on citizenship and rules on voting. I got you. All right. Well, we're out of time, Gene. I'm going to send you a little uh, 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 thanks to David, who just sent me the Velvet Hammer. And you got to see this. I'm going to forward this to you. Uh, but but he's the guy who originally named you the Velvet Hammer. So uh, I'm going to send you that in just a second. Hello, but in any, David. In, yeah. In any case, have a great, happy new year. Do all the things you can do that are allowed by law. <laughs> Likewise to you fam- and family. All right. Take care. Bye. Good morning. Maybe we need some new legislation, some new laws for this group, huh? 7.30, Fox News is next. Michael has the weather after the news.